Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59 27-point furnished tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. Danny Meringue. I found two empty bottles of a particularly decent Chateau de War Bordeaux 57 in your rubbish. Dusty Hera. You went through my garbage? This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app. I find it particularly offensive that you use them to wash down an order from something called Macho Taco. And Portland's sports leader, 1080. I would never drink a Bordeaux with a Macho Taco. The fan. It was a burrito machissimo. All right, coming out of week 14 of the NFL, look, we got questions about the Kansas City Chiefs. Boy, we got some big questions about the Detroit Lions after getting walloped by the Bears 28-13. to Justin Fields looked uh, more than competent at quarterback, which is something to be said. I mean, my goodness. That is the biggest question that I have about the Detroit Lions as a playoff Stupid team. Stupid Lions. It played out, and look, this is where... This is where it, it always the rubber meets the road, right? Is that if your defense can be a liability for you, you have got to be able to have that quarterback who who is that dude and makes those throws. And mm-hmm. that's where, like, Jared Goff is a manager. You can't say, all right, Jared. Go win us a game. Defense is on their heels today. Mm-hmm. You got to be the dude, right? That is that is the biggest issue that I have with the with the Lions right now is that I don't trust their defense week to week. And in the playoffs, you have to have a defense that you trust week to week, or you have to have a quarterback that is just that damn good. And right now, they don't have either of them. And this is like the the thing with Dan Campbell is that the worry with Dan Campbell is going to be, all right, does does the bite your kneecaps off, we're going to fight like hell every single week, does that last for four months? Well, I think that would have lasted had their secondary not been decimated by injury. Everybody goes through it. Yeah, I mean, three of your four day one starters out basically for the season. That's yep. that's a hell of a hit. Everybody, but look at the Ravens. Look at look at what the Chiefs had been able to go through. Sure. Look at what the in the Eagles aren't able to do it now, but they were able to do it before. They, they like, did have the depth behind it. There's no doubt about it. This is where those elite teams that you mm-hmm. sit there and you go, the San Francisco 49ers are that are that team that what always derails them, right? Injuries at the end of the year. Like the NFL season, any football season is that war of attrition. Can you stay healthy and, and can you fight through it? It's not helping the Lions whatsoever. I agree with you. Like it's a, it's a, it, it throws a wrench in your season. They're still one piece away defensively too that but, that might be able yeah. to help them sustain it. Sure, Aiden Hutchinson is a dude. Up front, their 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 interior defensive line is not. They're lacking. Good if either. they if they can get one more dude up there, then maybe they can. And that's the thing. The 49ers, the Eagles, the two teams we just mentioned, who could make up for that? They had dudes from front to back. They went and they got everybody. The the Lions were trying to build back up to something. And they did they built a very good secondary, in my opinion. When healthy, they were gonna be a good secondary, probably one of the top five, six units in, in the league. Yep. That was gonna cover up for the fact that their pass rush was not great outside of Aiden Hutchinson. Their linebacker play, Iowa rookie Jack Campbell has been an absolute monster for mm-hmm. them. But they're still not able to be too great against the run, and their pass rush outside of Aiden is pretty lacking. So you can't, you don't get that balance that you would get otherwise if you did have a healthy secondary. They have their issues 
on defense, mm-hmm. and they don't have the quarterback that can yeah. they push them forward. And now, like everybody's overreacting to the game that that Justin Fields had, which Justin Fields looked really good. He looked really he looked good. looked really good for Justin Fields. No, he looked he looked really good. Full stop. Period. He had a great game. He had a great game. And that it's it's okay. It's okay to I'm gonna, acknowledge I'm gonna, it. I, I, it's okay I, to acknowledge he, it. He was okay. <laughs> Nineteen of thirty three is not a great game. <laughs> Don't get caught in stats though, I, because the the game play it told us a completely different story. And DJ that Moore was really good. He made he made throws that he needed to. Mm-hmm. He got the ball in his playmaker's hands. And I, is that more of a an indictment on the Lions? Probably. It probably is. Mm-hmm. But. He played well enough, and we've seen this before out of Justin Fields to where it's like he's not all of a sudden some transcendent talent that is going to change the NFL. Now that's how people are talking about, like, oh, somebody's going to get really lucky because the Bears are give gonna... a fourth-round pick for It's him. like, what, what are we doing here? We if, know. If everybody knows he's going to be this transcendent talent, you're not getting him for a fourth-round pick, yeah. but you're getting him for a fourth-round pick because he is who he is. And having a good game does not equate to, oh, He's a completely different quarterback. No. We know exactly what Justin Fields is mm-hmm. right now, which is he's capable of having a great game. Look, Zach Wilson had a great game. Zach Wilson played really stinking well in the Street. second half yeah, against the Houston Texans. But it that that also, he threw for 300 yards. And I loved what Zach Wilson said. Uh, they had him, like, mic'd up, or one of his teammates was mic'd up, and they caught him saying, what are they going to do, bench me again? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, playing, I'm playing with nothing. <laughs> No pressure you have, on me. You have to love the fact that he gets it. Yeah, he's like, a, the worst thing they're going to do is they're going to bench me again. And not just, look, I feel bad for the Texans because they lose Tank Dell last week. You lose Nico Collins this week. You, you get your brain scrambled by C.J. Stroud. Like, all of that goodwill is just like, now they're going, oh, boy. And it's gone. And here we go. I think I might have gone 0-5 on my picks this week. That's good tough. Lord. That's a tough That's a tough look right there. But. We shouldn't change our our opinions on quarterbacks because of a one-off. Just like, you know, in the same thing as, like, Russell Wilson had a good game. Did he push the ball downfield? No, he didn't. And he's not all of a sudden electric rust now that they've won, you know, six of seven games. He's He is a game manager now. But Justin Fields did enough to beat the Lions, and now the Lions are doing that soul-searching that a lot of these teams across the NFL are. You know what one team that isn't doing that, though? Hmm. This so pains me to say mm. the Dallas Cowboys ooh the Dallas Cowboys opened up a can of whoop ass on the Philadelphia Eagles yesterday mm. and it, it's going to hurt a lot of people's souls to have to admit what we're going to talk about next Danny Dusty on the fan This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. Dallas Cowboys, how about them boys? I refuse. Boy, they looked really good against the Philadelphia Eagles, which they're working through some demons in Philly right now. I mean, they are working through some real demons offensively. They've gotten the crap kicked out of them. Lane Johnson's that important, huh? Lane, well, it's not just Lane Johnson. Just weird yes. ball security. Yes, he is that important. He is that good. Well, Lane I just Johnson. said it's not just that he's that important, but it's not just that ball security. Mm-hmm. Like they can't hold on. To, they Grease, can't hold on to the football. Everywhere. Three fumbles mm-hmm. by the three guys who should be touching the ball the most for you in mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, and Devonte Adams. Like 
Devonta Smith. Or Devontae Smith. Um, that is wild. Devontae Adams is the one Raider this weekend that didn't fumble. Yeah. That is a wild, just, I don't know if you could be more frustrated if you're Nick Sirianni watching that game and the fact that the only the only good thing that your your team did was Jalen Carter had a, a touchdown return. Scooping a, a score, and he looked like the most nimble big man we've seen since Larry Allen. He looked in, impressive. Like the, the the bend was incredible for a man that big. But then you have you you take into account that like look at the way that that game played out to where Philly is kicking nothing but field goals. You have this scoop and score as your first touchdown of the game, and at that point, like it's twenty four thirteen, you're like, okay, well, hey, if they stop coughing the the ball up, maybe just maybe they don't shoot themselves in the foot and they end up they could end up winning this football game. Nope, wrong. You go you're after the scoop and score, they went turnover on downs, fumble, end of game, game over. Meanwhile, uh, Brandon Aubrey, the kicker for the Cowboys, is. He's like the best weapon in the NFL right now. Dude hit a 60-yarder and a 59-yarder. But not to mention the Cowboys what? also had drives of nine plays, 11 plays, and nine plays. Yeah. Their final three drives, chewing up 552, 545, and 530. Look, Otherwise known as three, basically 30-play drives. Or excuse me, three, three drives of 30 plays and 15, 16 minutes of game time. That's an entire quarter. Look, it was it was an impressive performance by Dallas. And I, I think that we all kind of have the same feeling about Dallas is we've been through this again, uh, again and again and again. Call me Dallas. in January. We'll see where they're at in, in January, right, when playoffs start. But Stephon Gilmore, absolute dude. I mean, he was all over the field. For them coming up with plays when they needed them, you had an effective pass rush against Jalen Hurts. You only get one sack, but you were able to get hurries on him. You didn't touch him up really all that much, but you are stylistically kind of playing everything in front of you, and they're doing an incredible job. When you have a guy like Stefan, like he was the defensive player of the year, like he is still really damn good, still solid, old as hell, still really, really good on the of on which the AJ Brown let him know. That's right. And he should. You got to tell him he's old. But the fact is, those that that those ten play drives that you're talking about there, where you're averaging over three drives, ten, Philly can't get off the field. No. And even though their linebackers weren't absolutely torched like they were a week ago, mm-hmm. they have got they've got some big issues on the defensive side of the ball. And was it Sean Desai, their defensive coordinator? Remember, they're replacing both their coordinators from a year ago. This is how hard it is to get to a Super Bowl. Uh, you know, in back-to-back years because you, again, like we were talking about Kansas City. When you're good, they come and pilfer from you. Yeah, they pillage your coaching staff. They pillage your roster. They're replacing their five leading tacklers from a year ago. You have Lane Johnson. Your your anchor right tackle is banged up. Like, this is, this not, is not like Will the Ortner breaks. What? Not Will Ortner banged up. No, I no, got banged up. Not, not, not that Similar. Banged up. I got a bad hip. But shooting yourself in the foot when you have a defense – that is going through the struggles like that. It's the worst thing you could do. Three fumbles is like the galaxy brain in the way that mm-hmm. they happen in their three best players offensively. But you got to give Dallas a ton of credit because they are dismantling teams right mm-hmm. now. 
it, but this is their stretch where it's going to be a tough stretch at the back end of the year because their next three games. They got to prove it real quick. Miami, Buffalo on the road, mm-hmm. and then Detroit with who the hell knows what, what Detroit is. We just got in and talk about how their defense is a sieve. I, I don't know what to expect in the next three games. I can mm-hmm. see them dropping two of the next three. But the fact of the matter is right now, Dallas is playing some of the best football in the NFL. It's just that they're not even the best team in their conference because of the way San Francisco is able to absolutely destroy waste everything. They've won five games in a row by double digits. Mm-hmm. San Francisco has. They've outscored their opponents by 99 points in five games. Is that good? Because that's better than almost every single team's point differential in the entire NFL. 99 points over a five-game stretch. Mm -hmm. Like, they are on a completely different level that they're operating at right now. But with Dak and the offense, I thought the most encouraging part, if you're a Cowboys fan, is that it wasn't just having to throw the ball up to C.D. Lamb. Jake Ferguson is a monster. Like, the last couple he's just jumping over people, and he's he has been, those two uh, hurdle pictures. Have you seen them side-by-side side on Twitter? Mm-mm. Back-to-back games against C- Seattle and then against Philly. He is, like, six feet in the air doing, like, a full extended hurdle with his trail leg out, Very large jumping jump over dudes and just running like a man possessed. They found their tight end. They did it with two backs in Tony Pollard and Dowdell, uh, Rico Dowdell, the other back. Like, you're, you're not, you don't have that workhorse back, but you're dividing the carries, and they're both playing really good and really effectively behind their offensive line. They have layers and dimensions around their offense where you're like, all right, it, it looks a little bit different. It's not just, you know, relying on the big play for Dallas. They're able to sustain drives. They're able to hit you and have that good balance between their run and their pass. But, again, we, I'll trust it in January. I'll trust Mike McCarthy in January when I see it. Yeah. Right? I'll trust their defense in January when I see it. But Dan Quinn's got those guys playing really dang well right now. And the most important thing a defense can do is get the ball back for your offense. And they were able to do it three different times last night. They gave Philly fits, absolute fits yesterday. You're talking about the Niners and their, their plus 99 yeah. point differential in the last five games. Yep. There are only five teams in the NFL with a, with a point differential greater than 99. The Cowboys, Niners, the Ravens, season. Dolphins, and Bills. Plus 104, plus 118, plus 143, plus 175, and the Cowboys at plus 188. Yikes. Yikes. That is... Uh, they're a juggernaut right 49ers now. 49ers with the least points scored this season or allowed this season. The Dallas Cowboys with the most points scored. Uh, nearly 40, 38 points more than the Dolphins. I'll, I'll tell you what. In that, like, Brock Purdy had another great game yesterday. Mm-hmm. He got an interception. That ball that went off the fingertips of Ayuk and into the, in the arms of Love. I thought Seattle put up a pretty good fight. And a pretty good fight is losing by two touchdowns now. That that's a pretty good like they I thought Seattle was like, hey man, they're plucky. Drew Locke was your quarterback. Like I was like, yeah, hey, play to cover. They didn't cover. Mm. Depends on where you got the number. They didn't cover eleven. Mm. I know it Don't, got worked up to twelve and a half when Gino got yeah. hurt on Friday. I'll tell you what though, their success before and then after that three game skid shows you how big of a deal Trent Williams is. Because the minute <laughs> oh, yeah. Trent Williams got hurt. It completely yeah. changed their offense. So to have a left tackle that is the one, best left tackle, he <laughs> you're talking about a top five offensive lineman in the Ever. last decade minimum. Yeah. What he's able to do, run blocking and pass pro wise, you just don't see. Christian McCaffrey literally averages, I think it's an extra two yards when he runs to the left versus when he runs to the right. That is like insane. It, what you're talking about with Lane Johnson, though. 
having just somebody who can neutralize the entire outside it is it is massive it's huge and like with philly like their guards and and by the way they've they also like we talk about their defense and all the defections they've had defensively philly remember they do have jason kelsey in the middle but isaac sayumala the oregon state product he is now playing in pittsburgh and without him their interior is not nearly as good and without lane johnson to cover the gaps on the on the outside and that ability to take away a B gap if if the if you're if he's going inside, those guards are now on an island. It's so hard for them. You saw they got exposed last night. Like mm-hmm. the interior of their offensive mm-hmm. line, even with one of the best centers that we've seen in in decades in Jason Kelsey, they got exposed at those guards guard positions, and that is the value of of Lane Johnson and Trent Williams for the San Francisco 49ers on the left side. Just as, if not more important, man. He's really good. They might be really the two good. most valuable offensive linemen right now in the NFL because you can look at where Philly has struggled the last few weeks, and it's once he got banged up. What those two do with no, I'm Johnson. just confused. With Johnson. He got injured, not drunk. He said banged up. Okay. I hate you guys so much. <laughs> you did this you, to yourself. You didn't pick up I what did. I said it earlier. I, I was like, not Will, not Will pick order it pick up it up. When yeah. you said, I got banged up last weekend. My hip still hurts from it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Look, man, trips happen, you know? Um, but so what I was saying with Lane Johnson is you can attribute their issues to once he starts getting banged up offensively. Because if he is in and he's healthy, what he can do mixed with what Jason Kelsey can do, it helps the run game go, but it also helps the pass game go because the protection that they offer hurts. You can see it as soon as he got hurt mm-hmm. and he hasn't been able to be in as much or, you know, his time has been limited or he's been out completely. Hurts doesn't feel as comfortable in the pocket, so mm-hmm. he's more likely to run. And when he tries to escape out to his right or when they try to run the ball to the right, they're not getting the same type of push. It completely derails that offense. Once he comes back, we might sing a different tune about what Philly is. Mm-hmm. Not defensively, though. That's the tough part. They're still getting their butt kicked. No, defensively, defensively if they struggle. don't sack the quarterback, you're getting a lot of points. Quick little anecdote. Struggle. How many 40-point yeah. games do you think the Cowboys offense has put up this year? I can think of one. The answer is six. Six 40-point games? That's pretty good offense. 40 to nothing against the Giants. That's the one I thought of 40 right out Seattle, the gate. Seattle. Patriots. Rams 43-20, Giants 49-17, Commanders 45-10, Seahawks 41-35. Yeah. Well, oh sorry, it's 5. I'm sorry. They got blasted. They got blasted by the Niners 42. That was 40. Yeah. Yeah. I was like that one 40 for them. Yeah. That was 40 for the bad guy. 5. San Francisco's the best damn team in the NFL. They are. But when I was surprised when I saw that the Cowboys had had that many 40-point games. Yep, they they fill it up. Now, granted, they the Giants twice. That, and the commanders that that buoys that up still a little bit. But what but they're doing is with balance, though, man. Scoring forty in the NFL is it's still hard. Tough. It is even so against really bad teams, which the Giants are. Yes, they are. They're really uh, bad. Speaking of really bad teams, how about a really bad legal team? We'll get to that on the worst day on the web. But first- well, that sucks. Look, I- I'm not going to tell a lawyer how to lawyer. Mm. But currently there are proceedings underway. This is the pre-trial stuff as it pertains to John Morant punching a kid. Oh, hell. <laughs> hell. At his house uh, over a pickup game argument. I forgot. We've I, Look, I forgot that we still have John Morant punching kids as is a thing. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. He's yeah, still suspended. His suspension's almost up, though. We're getting there. Yeah, 25, 25 games, games, right? And he might get suspended again because he might end up getting convicted of assault. Of a minor. He'd Oops. be a bad substitute teacher. He would. He would, would he? be. Yeah, he wouldn't be able to hang. Yeah. Not yeah, if he's punching kids. They've played 21 games, so he's got like... Four more games. Four more games, and he's in. But that's, remember, it's also not, automa- not automatic. He has stuff that he has to go through before he comes back. All right. Well, uh, his steps and his processes... What, you mean like his behavioral rehab that he went to uh, two days of? Three. Three. Oh, Get it? Come on. He went to three days... I counted one as a travel day. Yeah. <laughs> From Memphis. Well, it's Memphis to Florida. It's only like a three-hour flight. It's okay. a short trip. It's like flying to Anaheim. You know, it's not not that not that long, um, but the uh, it's happening right now in a Memphis courtroom, and the Memphis reporters in or the region are have descended upon the courtroom or and or are watching on the uh, Zoom feed, and it Uh-oh. is hilarious on every level. The uh, prosecution here uh, opened up the case by uh, showing a highlight reel of John Morant dunking over Kevin Love and showing the ferocity of but which he Kevin dunked. Love catching strays in the court of law. Right? Let the record state that Kevin Love got yammed on. <laughs> so they did all of this, the, the, the prosecution side, yeah. did this not to show uh, how great John Morant is at the basketball court, but how explosive and dynamic of an athlete that he is it shows that him Hmm. swinging a punch yeah is a very violent act because of how explosive and dynamic he is because of professional athlete well now that how hard he throws those dunks down oh my gosh and what would he do in anger upon throwing a punch (laughs) to a teenager to a 17 year old teenager oh boy if you're people in memphis like fans of the grizzlies are calling this dumb how do oh, this is ridiculous? If you have half a brain, what that prosecution just did was genius. Yep, absolutely genius. He's just selling to the jury how look these are grown ass men. How explosive, and how he strong is. he is, and yeah, oh, just how different a human being he is as an athlete. Good. This is this six foot two hundred ninety pound man. Jumping over a six foot nine, two hundred and sixty pound human and running him over. Oh my! What gosh. would he do to a seventeen year old kid? <laughs> Nothing good. So that's how this this whole thing started. And again, this is pre-trial. This is not the trial. This is the the defense for John Morant is trying to use the infamous stand your ground law. Oh, okay. Which obviously Zimmerman. Because Martin, Florida. This happened on his property. Yes. He's he's going to claim that the kid was. Uh, was violent and mm-hmm. he feared for himself and in this J- moment. John surrounded Morant. by all of his friends who have weapons on them. Yes. <laughs> he was very fearful of this 17 year old kid. Yes. Uh, okay. John Morant eventually did take the stand after mm-hmm. lunch. This was just a, a little bit ago. Jeff Calkins, uh, writer for the Daily Memphian, uh, has this quote from there from Jaw. I thought he was about to hit me, so I. Swung first. Oh, that's not going to go land well. Ba-dum, bum, ba-dum. Okay. Get him before they get you. So he, it, that's <laughs> they're saying that he felt threatened, so he just cold cocked the 17-year-old uh-huh. and was like, yeah. While well, surrounded thought, by nine other people. I thought he was going to punch me first, so I just ended it. And uh, depends on who they get on that jury, but it might 
work for him. But to the point of Adam Silver in the NBA, mm-hmm. like this may this may help John Moran in the court of law. It will not help John Morant with Adam Silver because now Adam Silver has a guy who is admitting he yeah, punched a kid. I punched a seventeen-year-old because I thought maybe he might get violent with me, mm-hmm. which that's not going to be satisfactory to Adam Silver. Which, if you've seen Adam Silver, I think that is the last thing that he would do if he felt threatened by anybody. <laughs> uh, curling up into a ball like a roly-poly, I think, is the default setting. Yeah, or just taking three steps backwards and allowing your nine security guards to to step in front of you. That probably is what Adam Silver would do, too. But this is not going to end well for John Morant. No. no. It, it never was. No, no, and this no, no, is no, just, no. again, one of the many things that John Morant found himself into over the last 18 months. Way to go, John. So, yeah, our worst day on the web, it's going to John Morant because it's the hits are going to keep coming, and he, he may have to keep digging before he can find his way out of this. I see what you did there. Also, um, he he mentioned that Powerade was the beverage of choice. Oh, yes. At his house, he had coolers full of beverage because he said, at that time, I had a deal with Powerade. (laughs) Not anymore. At that time. That's the brand recognition Powerade wanted out of that. Yeah. You know, you know when Coca-Cola was sitting there like, you know what? We really need to amplify Powerade Powerade. for when you want to punch kids. Yeah. Powerade. Good for punching kids. It's hey, really big in the teacher. Yeah, I was community. just gonna say that may be what you sell your teachers there. I, I can promise you, I'm I'm not punching any kids. Mm. <laughs> Powerade. This is like kind of idiocracy. No. Like Powerade. What you do when you want to punch kids? Now a dodgeball. crave. See, that's where John messed up. You just have to switch it instead of basketball to a dodgeball day. There we go. Mm. Then you can legally get them. There, there we go. There we go. Just drilling kids in the dome. I will be teaching PE tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> This is going to be like great when Jaws rehab tour includes like a youth camp. It's oh like, yeah! It's like, I promise I won't punch kids. It's going to have to stay five hundred yards away from freaking high schools. <laughs> Kidding me? Wow! What else do we know? I mean, you know, him and uh, Zach Galifianakis. Wow! Between two ferns. That's um, where the jail cell is. This text saying kid did throw a ball at Jaw and punch him in the face first. It says it was an accident though. Doubt it. No, Jaw no, is did, admitting he, did, he, punched he punched him first. first. Yeah. yeah. Like they, this is where the stories are now having to line up yeah. because you're otherwise you perjure yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And so we are finding that uh And the thing is, is that there, the there have been first. leaks in Jaw's camp, which means he's doesn't know who he can trust, which means he has to come out and say it. And the member, the throwing the ball at Jaw first mm-hmm. was he checked the ball hard yeah. at him. That, uh, remember that uh, okay. that was admitted that it, he checked they he checked the ball at the top of the key. Yes. And Jaw said he checked it too hard. Also so I punched him. They had to um they brought Jaw That's down fair. on the floor, the defense did, and showed him what checking the ball looked like to the jury. <laughs> Uh-huh. This is great. Uh, this okay, is I should, great. Say, I shouldn't say the defense. The prosecution. Just like not. you have these white middle-aged attorneys doing double-handed chest pass. Like, uh-huh. this is how you check a ball. Uh-huh. No, it's not. You just kind of flip it to him. Yeah. That, was, that, come on now. But what are we doing? it was, uh, they also, there's a, like uh, a scene out of Hoosiers. There's a note in there because uh, apparently Ja pull, did the pull your pants up tough guy oh. move. And that was. Uh, reenacting? They, they made Ja reenact that. 
<laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, Dude, buddy, they need they cameras are, in this they, courtroom. Oh, they are. There are. I'm in. Oh no, there there's a there's a Zoom feed that the reporters have access to. And <laughs> buddy, let me tell you, the stuff that I've seen so far, it has been they Raw's Raw Jaw's entire like tough guy persona is being shredded. Oh my god. Shredded to pieces. Mr. Morant, can you please show me how you aggressively pulled up your pants? That's almost the exact phrasing of the question. Be a lawyer. Well, I grabbed my pants and I hiked him up. I I would love it if he went like up pat like just to the nipples. It. He's just going nipples. Like I pulled him up, man. I was ready. I wanted to show him just how willing I was to go. I was gonna pull him up and <laughs> split them both. Now, now, why did you feel the need to pull up your pants? Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw he wasn't wearing any, so uh, that was really where I decided mm. I was pulling mine up in case my punching didn't work. I needed to kick him. Yeah, this is uh, this is why you know you have so many of the kids these days are wearing the the tight shorts when they play basketball. Short shorts are back in in basketball. I wear tight shorts all the time. You know who never needed to pull his pants up for a fight on a basketball court? John Stockton. Because he wasn't getting into fights on basketball court? I assume John Stockton got into a, a couple. Where? Scraps. I don't know. I saw him play for decades, and that guy oh, deserved somebody, somebody, to get punched a, a somebody, time or two. No, somebody, and I loved God, John Stockton. One of the podcasters that... Well, no, I didn't. That was a lie. I one of the podcasters admired his abilities. Stockton early in their like towards the end of his career, earlier in their career, it was either Stephen Jackson or Matt Barnes. One, of, you know, one of one of those mm-hmm. guys, and they were they were talking about it, and they said um, the first time he played him, Stockton was going to get to that elbow one way or the other, and he was, and in doing so, he would punch you, scrape you, claw you, elbow you, beat the crap out of you. There was nothing you were going to do that was going to stop him. One of the dirtiest players from getting to that elbow. And if you wanted to try, he'd be more than glad to meet you outside after the game. I love John Stockton. I was like, for that. that is a bad dude. <laughs> All right, touche. I stand corrected. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, Stockton was not to be tried. Yeah. You should really read up on your scrappy white point guards, okay? You don't live in the NBA yeah, as the I'll, all-time assist leader without being a tough dude. I'll, I'll get mm. up on that John Stockton and uh, Jason go. Williams and Steve oh, Blake. Well, no, no. Whoa, don't Steve, get them all confused. You know, Jason John. Williams was just a dude who everybody loved. Steve Blake would kick the crap out of you. Actually, there's video. There's guy. video of Steve Blake getting in fights. Ooh, I didn't know Steve Blake was a scary guy. No, you oh, should go boy. ahead and just Google or YouTube Steve Blake Maryland. fight Maryland, and yeah. you'll see the game, the the practice fight where he went to blows with anybody Anyone that was around, everyone. and it it's phenomenal. Why was he so angry? Because that's what he was. That's how he made the NBA. Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, violently. Insane. I take it back. Incredibly nice guy. I will now be scared of all white point guards. That's actually a safe assumption, with the exception of those born and raised in West Lynn. How old were you in 2003? Uh, six. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. 97? Yeah, six. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that would have been my kindergarten year. That's his last year he played in the NBA. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. it's all tracking now. Yeah, you're you're very young. Yeah, no. You just need to read up on on your scrappy white point guards. I'll get right and on that. Thank you, thank you. Please do it. The last generations, this generation's, eh. yeah. I mean, you They're can't different. be doing this with like Sergio Rodriguez. No, you, you can't. McConnell, Ooh, Peyton no. Pritchard. Yeah, you, no. You, no, no, not those no. guys. Go back it's to the be scrappy last generation. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too worried about Peyton. No, he'd kill me in a basketball court. Sure, it's very fast. I that, think I'll be fine. Yeah. All right. Whoa. Go. 
Hey, uh, you want to talk about John Stockton and old guys? Uh, you know a good place to go with this? How about an old quarterback for the Cleveland Browns? We'll get to that and more coming up here on Danny Dusty, Tenny the Fan. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. I wonder if the uh, New York football Jets would like a uh, lightly used Joe Flacco about now. No! No? No, don't, let the Browns have their fun with Joe Flacco. Well, I mean, that's because the Jets had Joe Flacco. In the building. Well, I know. On their team. They shouldn't have used him. They did the right thing. You got to let Joe fly. You got to let Joe Flacco fly because Joe, what Joe Flacco did yesterday, I love seeing the old heads come out and have a, have a good game. The Browns beat the Jags, and I don't, I still don't know how Trevor Lawrence played and actually looked, I mean, he's not very, he is actually more mobile than people give him credit for. No, he's. But he didn't mobile. look. He com- could not move. He didn't look completely immobile, no. but he was like, I, I, I still don't get it. Like He looked like Patrick watching, Mahomes with the ankle. Yeah, watching a guy get stepped on the way he did and they get folded over like a mm-hmm. lawn chair. And that was on Monday night. And he went out and he, he played okay until he started getting addicted to throwing the ball to the other team because, yeah. I don't know, Brown's defense, really good. Really good. But the moral of the story of this game was Joe Flacco just letting it rip all game long. He Turns just, out he still got the arm. Holy smokes. Now, uh, efficient? No. Don't need him to be. Joe Flacco went for three bills, three tutties in, a, in an interception. And I, I honestly believe this. This is, what, this is my takeaway from that. I believe that Joe Flacco's immobility actually makes it harder for defenses to pass rush against him. Because think of all of the quarterbacks in the NFL right now. They dance around the pocket. They can move, man. Mm-hmm. And if you can't run, you can create your extra time, and mm-hmm. you can slide, and you can spin out. Joe Flacco is like a statue. The only st- well, he and Matthew Stafford, which again, Stafford, old guy, twelfth in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like these are the, those are the two guys that can't. They do not move. No, they do not move. To be and, fair, neither of them moved in their prime either. Yeah, They're I moving think, them less now. But nobody does. Nobody is, is like that in the NFL guy, like yeah. that anymore. Look, look at the guys who are leading the NFL in passing. C.J. Stroud, he can move. Brock Purdy, he can escape. He's not a runner, but he can escape. Dak Prescott, very similar to to that with Brock Purdy. Sam Howell, uh, he just gets hit a lot. And he throws the ball a lot because they're behind. Tua can move. Jared Goff, he's more of that statue-like quarterback in the in the pocket. Mm-hmm. Jared Allen can run. Mahomes can run. Lawrence run. Her- Hertz and Herbert can run. Like all of these guys, pass rushers have adapted to that. Mm-hmm. And so there is like a little bit of caution when you are just pinning your ears back and going now because you want to corral the quarterback and then collapse on them. With a guy like, you know, Joe Flacco back in the day, you could just pin your ears back and tee off on him. Mm-hmm. I honestly believe that the Jags, there was a little bit of the... They forgot how to do that. Wait, we don't, we can't, I don't know what this world is where I just go and get the quarterback. Because the Browns didn't forget how to do that. <laughs> My God, four sacks, eight well, tackles for loss, freaks, man. 10 pass deflections, 12 quarterback hits. So if you're wondering why Trevor Lawrence maybe had a little case of happy feet, it was because he was getting the living crap kicked out of him in the pocket. Okay, here's my one question that I have out of that game, though. Joe Flacco, Mm -hmm. great little story. Like, hey, way to go, Joe. Mm -hmm. Like, you only turned the ball over twice. You got your team a win. I felt really bad, and I fired this text off to our group text because, you know, Jeff Rust is a big Jags guy. Yes. Jags Jags are his team. He loves him. Duval. Some Jacksonville Jaguars. First year, we... 
took it to the limit. I think Doug Peterson tried to screw Jeff Rust, personally. Go on. So, the Jags scored to make it 27-31. to 31, mm-hmm. Right? They were down by four mm-hmm. at that point. Remember, the line mm-hmm. was three and a half. Mm-hmm. Instead of kicking the extra point and saying, you know what? Like, we'll be down by three. Hopefully we can get the ball back. This was like a minute and a half to go in the game. Doug Peterson said, nah, I'm going to go for two. So if we do get the ball back, we get a chance to win. So, But, okay, but now he went for two and didn't get it, so they're down by four. Now you need to score a touchdown. Now you need need a touchdown Mm -hmm. with a minute 37 to go instead of, hey, we're just going to try to get into field goal range and and take this thing to overtime. He made it so it went from being a a field goal to win the game if you get the two-point conversion. If you just kick the extra point, you need a a field goal to extend your, your game and get it to overtime. He screwed them by not just kicking an extra point, and I think it's a personal vendetta against Jeff Rust, who had the Jags plus three and a half. Because if he kicks that extra point, then they cover, and it's uh, that three and a half is is three. Instead, Doug Peterson went out and he hurt the feelings of one Jeff Rust. I believe personally that's why he's not here today. I don't think he has a that tracks. Here. I think he is sick to his own stomach after watching his coach Doug Peterson. Go for two, down four, to try to go for the win on a field goal. Ruin the spread. And then he had to he had to get a touchdown to win the game. No, Didn't make sense. That's dummy math. The easiest thing to do is just to avoid the spread at all costs, which the San Francisco 49ers continue to do. <sighs> They're three weeks uh, down. It, might have, it may have exaggerated their demise. We'll get to that and more here in hour number three. Danny and Dusty, Danny the fan.